Hey, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about The Bone Collector? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. All right, y'all. We got a mini topic for you today. Our mini topic is uh, romances in thriller or action films that do or do not work. So, you want me to go first? Yes, you go first. Okay. <laughs> My first one is Watchmen. Um, did you ever see that movie? I sure did, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I only saw it once because... Um, First of all, I, I can't understand why people keep hiring Malin Ackerman. She can barely act. Um, just being mean there, but I, it's true. <laughs> and, um, also, I like how saying the phrase, I'm just being mean, covers up like you can say whatever you want. I'm not excusing my meanness. <laughs> I said <laughs> no offense. I mean. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm like, I'm a bitch. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Um, no, you're not. So, oh, thank you. Um, there was the most awkward sex scene in that movie that I have ever seen. And maybe we'll ever see again. No, Showgirls, Showgirls definitely. I've never seen Showgirls. So, <laughs> there's like this scene where I think it's Elizabeth. I want to say Elizabeth. No, it's not Elizabeth Mitchell. Whatever. Oh, from she, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, is it yeah. Banks? No, not Banks. Um, I want to say. Oh my gosh. Oh, whatever. I feel like if you would have asked me before we started recording, I would have known it. <laughs> right. Jesse Spencer was that her character? See, I know her character. I don't name. know because I don't. I never really. You was never... super into. Yeah, oh, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. I, I liked that show. I mean, a I lot watched it like occasionally, but not. Yeah. Um, and Kyle McLaughlin and they're like having sex in a pool, but she like, so you're at first you're like, okay, you know, okay, cool. But then she like lays back and then she starts thrashing like she's having a grand mal seizure. And it's it's honestly the funniest. <laughs> it's so funny. And I've tried to like find it online and I could find I found it in like part of it in like a compilation of like bad sex scenes but i was like this isn't good enough <laughs> someone i'm like <laughs> everyone i've told about this needs to see the whole scene because it's just so bizarre <laughs> but anyway but the so, watchman sex scene are you talking about the one with uh i can't remember his name now the patrick wilson. blue guy or the petra okay the patrick wilson one yeah and malin ackerman and was like in this like space shuttle and it's just like too romantic and over the top and i'm like they just met like calm down and it was just like the best part about that movie in my opinion was rorschach i fucking loved rorschach i thought he was super cool i really liked jack girl jackie girl Haley. um and but yeah that movie was just like i was like ah can we no can we just end this like thanks all right yep let's we're done thank you very much never let's never do that again yeah and, they yeah, did have I, a comedic moment where like his elbow or her elbow hit a button and it like sent off a missile which was like um an allegory for climaxing right. <laughs> but that scene is ridiculous i totally it's, agree yeah. and i think you're right i think rorschach stole the show i think most people saw the movie really liked him 
the yeah. most. But yeah, that scene is is ridiculous. It's too long. It is too it's long. It's too like sensual, and I don't mean that in a prudish way. I mean that in a ridiculous like it's over the. It's like it's it's like comedically sensual, but it's it's not making me laugh the whole time. It's making me uncomfortable. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's just like it's. It's too much for what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what's yours? Um, mine, I did one bad one. And my one bad one is Pacific Rim. Okay. And the reason I say that is because I wish that they would have just, like, committed to either making them be just friends or making them be in love. But instead, for a lot of the movie, I thought that there was, like, this love story building and then at the end, they just, like, hug. And I don't know if you've ever seen Honest Movie Trailers. It's, like, a YouTube channel. I think I have. But I think for I've, yeah, the I Pacific think Rim one, I might be misquoting it because it's been a while since I've seen it. But per, for Pacific Rim, the voiceover guy was like, and in this movie, you'll keep asking, will they or won't they? And in the end, they won't. And it just shows them <laughs> embracing. And, I mean, it's, like, the most disappointing love story ending I've ever seen because... <laughs> I felt like there were moments where they were like really connecting on like a romantic level, not on a friend level. And everything in the movie up till the end suggested to me that they were, you know, they did have feelings for each other. And then at the end, they just had this like really PG like hug after she thought he was dead. Like none of it made sense that it would all build up to a hug. And so I just wish that they would have made them to like gone out of their way to make it be like, no, these two are just like business partners, friends. They just run a kaiju to get, no, a mech together. The kaiju is the yeah, monster. Yeah. yeah or they would have made it. So they kissed at the end or something like, I, I don't know. It was just, it seemed like wasted energy on a story between them to have it be so like boring at the very end after he's, come back from the dead almost um so i liked it <laughs> i really liked the ending i thought it was i was glad that they didn't kiss i liked that they did it i liked that there, it was kept up in the air yeah did you think that there was a romance between them before that moment i thought that there was something budding between them but i didn't i was happy that they didn't go down the path of them kissing because i feel like that happens a lot and it's just like it's just like shoved in just for like oh like oh look and there's romance i'm like oh you know what i mean like i'm like oh great um so i like that it was just like we love and respect each other and that's it yeah <laughs> she's giving me a look like she just ate I mean, it's sour a movie, lemons it's a movie about like reptiles attacking cities so i don't care one shit <laughs> about if they love and respect each other i just want to see them kiss because he almost died <laughs> i don't give a shit they love and respect like, i'm not i'm not watching i'm not watching an oscar nominated like thoughtful cerebral movie i'm watching a movie where these two people run a giant robot suit and attack an alien that comes out of the ocean floor. Just Wait, give me you, some so are you kissing. Saying that this movie's not realistic. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know if you heard me before, but I said I don't give a shit <laughs> if they love and respect each other. I just thought after the situation that he was in and the buildup. This is the thing. 
I agree with you about shoehorned romances. I'm not disagreeing with you about that, but the movie built them into a kiss and then the movie did not give us a kiss. And that is what bothers me because I think you're totally on the mark about movies that are just like, and now here they are, they're in love. But I was like, this whole movie is about these two people who have like a mind meld device and they're like compatible with each other to run this machine. And so like everything in the movie is like rungs up a ladder to romance and that's what bothers me so i think you're 100% right about the concept of like other movies throwing it in but that's why pacific rim really bothered me because it it wouldn't felt it wouldn't have felt shoehorned to me i mean i, I appreciate that you like the ending i'm just saying like to me i think that it would have been I don't think it would have cheapened it for them to kiss because of right. their relationship. But I, I understand. Or just make them friends. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I like the tension. I liked, I liked it. And I, the thing is that, the thing is that I guess I was kind of expecting them to, to, continue, to continue it on in the second one. And they didn't do that. It was like a whole, other, like, I barely remember the second one because I hardly paid attention to it because I was like, oh, it's not the same characters. And I like John uh, Boyega and everything. Actually, I think he's very cute. But I just like, I didn't, I was like, I wanted it to be about the original cast. You know what I mean? I didn't want a new story. And they didn't do that. And instead they made him just like this party guy. And I was like immediately uninterested. I was like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. If if you're going to make a sequel, you almost have to like force your actors into a contract for two movies because most likely the actors are going to be moving on to bigger and better things and they're not going to want to come back for a sequel that definitely won't be as good. Yeah. Because the first one was so like original and groundbreaking or like original. I don't know. There's probably been animes and stuff like like this. I know like mech suits are not new, but for like a lot of American audiences, maybe, and maybe other people, like the first one was so unique in what it did and what it accomplished that I mean, like to make a second one is just like a cash cow, basically. It's not they're not making a second one because they're like, No, this is how I always wanted the story to go, you know? Right. So that's the problem because not everyone in the cast is gonna want to come back and so Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> okay, so um my next one is the born identity. So um, I actually just recently watched this for like the first time ever. Um, I had never seen it and I had seen, I think it was like the born supremacy, but it was one of those things where I was with some friends and they were like, we're going to go see a movie. And I was like, cool. And they're like, we're going to go see the born supremacy. And I was like, I haven't seen the other ones. And they're like, it's okay. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just went cause it was like family, like family friends. So I, I saw that one for the first time and, um, I liked the romance between them because it felt, it felt pretty authentic. Like it felt like she wasn't like gullible or naive, you know, she was kind of like, she was a little bit tougher and she's like, I had, you know, she needed the money for her own reasons, but she was also like, am I going to like get screwed over if I take this money? And I like that she was, she was like street savvy, you know? And I also like that he was so kind like throughout the entire movie he's like you can leave you can go to the police but i have to keep going you can do like he's like i want you to make sure that you're doing what you want to do and i was like i love this guy so um i really 
liked that movie and I was kind of surprised actually is how much I liked it because I, I liked his character so much and I thought he was going to be like a James Bond type. And when he was actually like a decent person, I was like, what? <laughs> so I was very excited about that. And, uh, and yeah. So what did you think of it? Yeah. I, for the same reasons, pretty much I liked their love story. It felt it felt very adult to yes. me. It didn't, it, it, obviously it's movie because he's like running for his life the whole time, but it right. still felt like two, like, it felt like two clear thinking adults who yeah. are going into a relationship because they find something in the person that they enjoy instead of just like two good looking people who are like, well, now we're scripted to fall in love. I don't know. Cause I agree with you. In well, an action- wait, are you heterosexual? Yes, I am heterosexual. Oh, great. I'm also heterosexual we should probably have sex now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's what action movies are a lot of the time because oh, yeah, it's like the, the, the love story is like secondary, you know? So I liked that and I agree with you. It's been a, a longer since I've seen it. Anyway, that's a good choice. Uh, Born Identity. That's a really good choice. Yeah. I, agree, I agree with you. Yeah. I like, I like Matt Damon a lot as an actor. I think he's good. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Big time. Yeah. I think as I've grown older, had more of an appreciation for him. It's not like the way I have an appreciation for Colin Farrell, though. With him, it's like, oh, oh my goodness, Colin, (laughs) what happened? You got super hot. (laughs) Got that little gray in the side of his head. I'm like, "Mm, boy. I remember the moment that, well, I don't feel like that way about Colin Farrell, but I remember the moment when Colin Farrell became legitimate to me, and it was when I saw In Bruges, which I really, really enjoyed. That was the moment that Colin Far- Farrell became like a real actor to me, and I really, really liked him from then on. But all the movies he made before that movie, I was like, I, I don't, I don't care for these movies. But no, <laughs> yeah. I think he's, I think he's a great actor. Yeah, I think for me it was um, the New World. I think it was called. Oh yeah, John Smith and Pocahontas, Christian Bale's in it, Um, and he was just such a different character that I've never seen him. And then I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool, you know. And then what really got me into him though was when I saw him in um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. He was just such a like an asshole character, and I was like, he's great. Like I was like, I was like, when where's Colin Farrell been all my life? And he's like, oh, I've been right here the whole time. (laughs) So do you have a, what's your next one? Um, my next one is the movie Red. Have you ever seen Red? I haven't. Is that with Bruce Willis? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's kind of a sweet little love story between him and Mary Louise Parker. Okay. And it's, it's cute because he like has to call her for benefits, for his like retirement benefits every week. So they hadn't met in person and then she's targeted because the people who are targeting him know that he you know has like this these she's like special to him and then they meet and it's kind of like she's also kind of like tough she's not just like a damsel in distress i don't know i th- I think it's cute because it's very second like the love story is secondary but not secondary at the same time but it's you know it's a right. si- situation where she holds her own pretty well and it's just i don't know it's kind of a fun little love story it sounds fun i think you've told me about it before I feel like you have probably. Um, so my last one, I'm kind of cheating here, but they did make it into a movie. So let me explain. So it's 
Angels and Demons. Now, in, I read the book, and in the book, there's a romance, but in the movie, there's not a romance. And I'm so fucking happy that they did it that way because in the book, it felt um, like it was just kind of like put in there, you know? And like the ending and like the way it was written was like just so like awkward. And in the book, she had, like, almost been, like, raped, too. So I'm, like, and she's suddenly, like, all, like, oh, my God, and they, like, having sex with her every, like, day, you know what I mean? And I'm just, it was just very, it just didn't feel right. Like, it felt very forced, you know? So when I watched the movie, I was, like, the entire movie, I was, like, please do not have this love story. Please do not have this love story. And they didn't have it. And I was, like, oh, thank you. <laughs> However... The book was better than the movie. Yeah, I never saw that. I only saw I saw the Da Vinci Code. I did not see Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons is, um, it's it's very good. There is a scene that, and I think I've told you about the scene. There's a scene in that, the book and the movie that every time I see it or I read it, it like makes me feel like my heart is stopping in my chest because it's so fucking creepy and like, it's just like it's they did they did change a couple of things about the movie like in the book the uh assassin that's killing all these bishops because the pope dies so they're they have to um elect a new pope and um there's like the four the like the favorito or something they're called or whatever um favoriti i think and they are kidnapped by this assassin in the book he's muslim um and there's like it kind of ticked me off that they didn't include that because there was like a whole backstory to that like he was part of a whole group of assassins called assassins and like all this stuff and it was like a like it was a whole <laughs> big thing it was like it's a like, whole what do what? we call what do we call our assassin team should we call Hussassins. should we call us just assassins <laughs> assassins 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 there it is that's it that's perfect let's I take a vote it. everyone in favor of assassins, assassins. <laughs> works the the eyes have it <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway so he was like part of this whole like they, like this whole like movement that's been like going on for like year like hundreds of years like centuries and it just was like some random like german dude and i think the reason that it, Ron Howard directed it. I think the reason that he did that was probably because of like how Muslims have been very looked down upon in our country. And I like, and I understand why he did that, but I was kind of like, if, but like, there's like a whole big like section to this. So if you're going to do that, like if you're going to change the race of this guy from Muslim to a white guy, like have him have some sort of interesting backstory or have him be part of some like assassin league or something. You know what I mean? Like John Wick, Angels and Demons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, did you say he was a German guy? He, he looked German. That's, oh, I'm I was going to say German. that seems like even more cliche to have like a German guy no, be. Just, oh, okay. I he see. Been, he could have been like literally from anywhere and I would have been like, he's like, he could have been Brazilian. And I, I was see. Like, he was definitely German. <laughs> There are Brazilian Germans, aren't there? Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of Germans, um, I mean, I'm sure there's more than this, but I think uh, a lot of German people went to South, Car South Carolina, South America after World War II. I learned that in the uh, X-Men movie when Magneto went oh. to the bar and decimated a bunch of 
ex-Nazis. Oh. So that's where I got my history lesson oh, from. Wow. <laughs> you know what? And everyone knows that no, I think X-Men that, is spot on. I think there history, was actually so. like some like conspiracy that Adolf Hitler was still alive in South America because there was like photos of this old guy who they were saying looked like Adolf Hitler or something. I don't know. But yeah, there was um what was that one dude that um Eichmann, I think. Um I think that's his name. Is it Eichmann? Anyway, but he was like in South America and they had to like trick him into saying his name or something like the it was like oh. the Mossad was trying to find him and they wow. like they like tricked him and, and he was like, Oh yeah, that's who I am. And they were like, Ha, we have you, you bastard. And then they arrested him and dragged him back to Germany. And he was like, Oh, if I hadn't said any things, nothing would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to entertain. What can I say? <laughs> there was actually an episode of Drug History about it. Oh, okay. But like, I, I guess see. what happened is he like changed his last name, but his son was like, no, I am a proud German boy and I don't change my last name for anyone. <laughs> and um, he like got a girlfriend and he was like, oh yeah, my father was a Nazi. And then like the wow. did he heard about it. And- did he break into their China cabinet to show her his dad's <laughs> Nazi plate? Yeah, he did. <laughs> So what's your last one? Uh, my last one is uh, the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. I am unashamed how fun I think these movies are. And I want to see them. really like the love stories in them because they're just as ridiculous as the rest of the movie. <laughs> you know, just fun. You know, you know, sometimes I just want to see a guy drive a fast car and get the girl. So there's like a really cute love story like will they won't they between gal gadot and one of the other characters in one of the later fast and furious movies that i really enjoyed um because is he an asian guy he is i was because i was at the i just want to interrupt you i was at the gym and i was what there was fast and furious was on there i don't know which one but i was watching it and i i knew that gal gadot was in them and um and i was like i was like i think like because i had seen like screen caps of it and so i'd seen her and that guy together like in later um like later movies or whatever and i was like i think that they're in love <laughs> so, but i don't know which one i was watching i was just casually looking up at it and i couldn't hear anything so yeah, yeah. and then there's like the stories between like vin diesel and what's her name from lost i can't remember her name Michelle something Rodriguez, I think oh, yeah, yeah, is that yeah. her name. And then Jordana Brewster and Paul Walker. And those are just like typical standard. I don't mind them. Right. I don't know. And you get to like grow with them. Like in one of them, the two characters are like having a kid and you feel like you've been on this journey with them. I don't <laughs> so know. Cute. For no, movies that are I so ridiculous. Like they're ridiculous. I am not saying that they're thoughtful or like overly thoughtful or like really well emotionally made i just think for action movies you get to see fast cars cool cars and they all drive manuals and manuals as i've said before it looks so sweet when you're driving it yeah it does and then so you just add like you get the girl you know like yeah or the girl gets the guy like I'm, i yeah. feel like it's sexist to say he gets the girl she gets him as well you know what i mean like they yeah. get each other and they drive fast cars and it's fun and they do crime and, they, and then they solve crime <laughs> and then they do crime and solve crime and they break people out of prison and it's you know they break up cartels it's just a whole thing and okay, that does fun. sound really fun and i kind of want to watch one like right now <laughs> yeah i mean i I give them two thumbs up and you don't go into it thinking you're going to see 
you know, like the greatest cinematic masterpiece. You go into it thinking you're going to see exactly what you see, you know? Right, right. And Tokyo Drift, I would say, is like a little bit weird because the main guy in Tokyo Drift has like a Forrest Gump accent. And there's obviously some sexism in the movie that I over in the movies that I overlook, but overall they're just super fun. So right. I would recommend them to anyone who just wants to watch something where you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. So. Right, right. Um, I so that reminds me, I was on um I was like reading a BuzzFeed article and it was like all these different people and like how they had like fallen from Hollywood's grace, but it was like their fault type thing. So like Army Hammer was on there. You know, it was a bunch of different people. And Ja Rule was on there. And um, because I guess he was in them and then he was later replaced by Ludacris because he decided he didn't want to be in the rest of the films, right? That was a big mistake. He could have made a lot of money. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't well, actually know, but you're probably they, right. Well, that's what they were saying on, on BuzzFeed. And I was like I had received it from my friend Emily and so I had texted her back and I had said that I watched like the first like 10 minutes of that fire festival um documentary oh yeah yeah I didn't finish it because I was like kind of had hard time feeling sorry for all these super rich people who were like out of money like they were like oh I'm so poor and I'm like that's got to be so hard for you well, while you're crying in your millions of dollars <laughs> like you know not even I mean? the fact that they are rich but I was I listened to like a short documentary about that as well or like a short podcast about that and it sounds like i don't know how they all fell for like the charlatan what snake yeah. oil salesman i was like i don't know if i feel bad for you for falling for this weird thing to begin with so right, right. I, yeah um so just to say one more thing about that there was like one guy that had won like that was just like a regular everyday dude and he was like i had a great time i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he was like and there's like a picture of him like smiling really hard or something and like he's just like i had fun whatever was um, jaw rule part of that or something yeah yeah oh, there's okay. a reason i mentioned so jaw rule was i guess going to be part of the fire festival and the thing that made me laugh is he was like he said something like um it's a you know like an entrepreneur like talking about the guy and he's like and then a, a hip-hop mogul and i was like <laughs> where ja rule where and what at what point in time were you ever a hip-hop mogul like jay-z hip-hop mogul ludicrous hip-hop mogul you no son you ain't nothing <laughs> And if he like, would have stayed in I the Fast like, and Furious movies. Receipts, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like like he said that and then I like I think I I think I was um at work when I heard this. So I like messaged one of my friends and I was like I was like Ja Rule just said that on this fire festival and she was like, um what is he talking about? <laughs> He's never been that and I'm like, I know, and that's why it's so funny. <laughs> I want to call myself a mogul or something. <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you, and you know what? Podcast mogul. Of ja Rule, you yeah. can call yourself a mogul of anything and it will be true. Apparently. It's just a small festival being held by two podcast moguls <laughs> yes. on, an, on a secluded beach. <laughs> yeah, right. Being on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's a fake story yeah yeah because they'd be like lauren in the sun for several hours i think that's fake news <laughs> and i'd be like you're damn right that is <laughs> anyway that's it so i gotta know lauren it's time the time <laughs> has come the time is here what did you think of the movie i liked it 
I um so I had told you that I was maybe going to watch half of it like yesterday and then like the rest of it today. And that didn't end up happening because I got so into it that I was like, I'm just going to finish it. Like, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't want to pause it. I didn't want to stop it. Um, and I did like, I did pause it for like the, the like Lolo things that I do, <laughs> you know, which is like getting distracted or doing whatever, taking a break. Um, but yeah, I was, I was into it. I liked it a lot. And um, obviously, I mean, if you've seen it, if our listeners have seen it, you'd understand why we did the mini topic that we did because it was kind of inspired by that so um yeah i liked it i as i said angelina jolie and denzel washington or or denzel washington not tom are a dream team you know so one of many one of many that i have what did you think of it yeah i like this movie i actually am surprised you'd never seen it before because i i feel like it's right up your alley (laughs) i know and it'd been a while since i'd seen it but I remembered liking it because I liked how creepy it was without being totally gruesome. Yeah. And also I liked how they put, I really like movies where they have clues and they have to solve these problems. And obviously this is like solving a crime, but any sort of movie like heist movies or things like that where they have a problem and they have to solve it and they have to use all these different steps. You know, I I think those are very interesting movies and I really gravitate towards things like that. I I find them very enjoyable. And so I I like the way the clues built on each other and the, like the breadcrumb trail. And I like the, the uniqueness of Denzel's situation and how Angelina Jolie gets brought into it and how they're working together and and it's it's i don't know it's it's a it's a fun movie and it's dark and it's spooky a little bit and it's gritty and it's kind of a good movie to watch around fall halloween time just because the subject matter it kind of reminds me of like like seven for like junior high kids you know (laughs) yeah yeah i could totally see that and that's why i like it so much because i like that i get the enjoyment of a crime movie without just like feeling totally wrecked after seeing (laughs) even though i I mean i should feel kind of wrecked because it is kind of gruesome but it's not like seven gruesome you know yeah it's not as an emotional i think of a movie as like something like seven you know Mm -hmm. um But I have to say, so I don't know, like, I'm curious as to, you've you've seen the movie before, right? You saw it before. Did you, when you saw it the first time, was there like a particular character that you were thinking like, oh, this is the serial killer? Well, I I saw it. The page, by the way, go ahead. I saw it in theaters in 1999. So that's how long ago I saw it. But when, when, when I... (laughs) When I, <laughs> Lena, Lena, <laughs> okay. um, when I was watching it, <laughs> when I was watching it this time, I did think the chief of police was maybe the killer, but that didn't jive with me because I didn't remember who the killer was. Right. But I remember thinking this time, like they're trying to make me think that he's the killer, but that doesn't make sense because he would know things that he didn't know. Right. And so I was conflicted about that, but they would like show his face close up and then they would make a point of showing the killer's face in a mask close up. And so I thought that that was like, I think, well, obviously it's just throwing us off the trail, but red herring. Yeah. That's, 
who I thought, but then obviously, like I said, that didn't make sense because he would be, he would have been more on the ball for little things like the evidence tampering and stuff. He would have known. Oh, is that why right. you're asking or was there something Yeah, because I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's Michael Rooker from, uh, yeah, from Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, the whole movie, I was like, I was like, is it the captain? I don't well it, it might it could be and then but. she also says she also says like she makes a flippant statement about like maybe the killer is a cop because he knows how to like yeah, plant plant yeah. evidence and stuff and so I thought that that yeah like that was right leading us. but I think even if you even if they hadn't tried to lead us with the with the chief would you have guessed the killer because I don't think I would have guessed the killer I yeah I I feel like he was because he wasn't let's see what the character oh it was thompson right yes mm-hmm. That's him. thompson okay yeah i yeah i didn't guess i mean because he was only in it for like a little bit you know like in the beginning and he was like a doctor or something or he was yeah he was like a technician with like the the machinery that right was like keeping denzel alive or keeping his stats up or something i'm not exactly sure but yeah he was something a technician or doctor or medical assistant i'm not exactly sure i guess the reason that you kind of like don't think that it's necessarily him is just because they i don't i don't know i i guess i i just was so focused i kept focusing so much on howard the captain or, or cheney um that i didn't even like i didn't give him like even a second thought you know what i mean and then it was revealed that he was like just this crazed fan who like had done something illegal what did he like what is it he like printed something that wasn't right and all these people went to prison for it or something or well no there was something geez now you're putting me on the spot and i just watched the movie but i know Denzel did like a report about either a crime scene or something about i think that um thompson was like the forensics guy or the doctor guy on the case of a crime scene he had uh or lincoln had wrote an article accusing him of planting evidence resulting in the wrongful imprisonment of six innocent people one who hanged himself yeah and then thompson went to jail or prison and got he said brutalized (laughs) yeah because cops in prison okay yeah so he used to be a cop i guess and cops in prison get brutalized because they're cops you know right right so that's why he wanted to kill well he was a forensic forensics expert yeah okay right so either way what he did was real bad convicted six people got convicted one killed himself so I mean, you kind of like don't really feel sorry that he ended up in prison because you're like, okay, well, you took six other people with you, like, you know, and um, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that like, it, like prison's a real bad place, you know, like no one wants to be there, but um, yeah, no, I definitely did not, I wouldn't have guessed that that was that was going to be him yeah and they were so pleasant to each other the couple times he was even on screen they were so pleasant so i yeah. think i like i liked that it was such a surprise of course i liked that it was a surprise that it's somebody that we we wouldn't have guessed but i also wondered through the movie if it was just going to be a stranger you know yeah i did too. so i like that 
I liked that aspect of it, how it was not a stranger, but it was also somebody who we wouldn't guess. Right, right. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, it's just so, it's just so typical of like some psychopath to like be like, well, this, it's not my fault that I ended up here. It's your fault. And it's like, okay, says he who just killed five people. You know, it's just like, yeah, and, it, and he's so justified in his killing because he was in so much pain and everything and he suffered so much. And it's like, like, ugh, whatever. I mean, it's not whatever, but it's, it's just, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I definitely kind of was like going back and forth on that because I was not sure, but I did like that it was a surprise, but it also like made sense as to what happened, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes in movies, they kind of like bring someone out of nowhere and you're like, who's this fucking guy, you know? (laughs) And I actually kind of thought it maybe like, and I was just, okay, so I'm just basing this on his IMDb picture because his IMDb picture, he looks kind of creepy. And he actually kind of like in the picture, just in the picture, reminded me of the dude from Holy Motors. Um, But Sullivan, like his picture looked he just looks kind of shady in that photo and and I was like it's him it's him he's shady he's shady looking but then I actually really liked his character and I thought he was kind of a sweetheart and uh so I was like I don't think it's him and yeah so um it's funny because uh okay so I was watching this show called Difficult Peoples with Billy Eichner and um, I think her name is like Julie Kaufman or something. I've, I've only ever seen her in that. She's a redhead. Anyway, they're like best friends and they're like uh, just complain about how terrible everything is in New York City. But they're like really terrible people as well. So you're like, I like all this bad shit keeps happening to them. And you're like, you've kind of like you have brought this on yourself. You know, it is a funny show. It's on Hulu. But um so the guy that played Barry, and I don't know if you remember him, but he was the one where Lincoln was like, um, he's like, I want to euthanize myself. I want to commit. Oh, yeah. The doctor. And so I, and I was just like, I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? I was like, he looks so fucking familiar. And I realized that he was this character in Difficult People who was like an active participant in like t- like shows, like when, you know, they go on like stage shows and stuff they'd be like someone from the audience on the <laughs> stage they'd be like me me i do or he'd like <laughs> sing like happy birthday to someone like at a at a restaurant and so billy eichner's character his name is billy um he's like i can't date him anymore he's a participant and his, <laughs> his friend is like oh my god that's disgusting <laughs> and like so and that's where i'd seen him from so i thought that that was funny that i just recently um like watched that and and he was in this but it's kind of a good coincidence i have to tell you something also so my imdb is like screwing up and right now ed o'neill is in um angelina jolie's picture (laughs) (laughs) oh she really got weird looking as she got older (laughs) take a screenshot of this yeah take a screenshot of it and post it on the insta i will Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah. I like it. Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I did write some stuff down, and I'm glad. I was kind of worried when it first started out when they first introduced Amelia, 
that um, she was going to be kind of like, just like a trope of like a female cop, like, cause she's like with, you know, she's dating that guy, Bobby Cannavale, who I've seen in like everything. I, I swear the guy's in everything. Like, and, um, and he was in actually a couple episodes of nurse Jackie and I never really like thought he was attractive, but then in that role, I was like, Oh, <laughs> hello. there's like a sex scene between them. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Hello. <laughs> so, anyway um and she's like I really can't commit right now and I was like oh great another female cop who can't commit to a relationship you know yeah that's a total tr- they could just do they could have just done away with that scene I it didn't was understand so why stupid the boyfriend was in it because I kept expecting him to come back and he never did of course yeah, yeah like I, I think it was I don't like that scene because it's total cliche for yeah. like a female in a position of power cannot or a position of authority sorry in movies a female with a position of in movies a female Wednesday night <laughs> in a position of authority always has like connect connection and um what's the word I'm like commitment always has commitment issues and she's damaged in some way and she just she just can't be in a relationship or she's not a good girlfriend or she's broody and that scene is just the like pinnacle of that trope yeah and it doesn't make sense with the rest of the movie just cut it out like just cut it totally out of the rest of the movie in the rest of the movie would be fine because you learn that she has a backstory and she has all this stuff you know but that scene is so stupid because like you said he's only in it for that one scene where he's like he's the emotional one of the group because apparently they're just having sex and then she leaves in the morning and there's no commitment and he's like you know my therapist says i'm not getting everything i need out of this relationship and it's just so stupid like so if you need a new york city if you need a new york city beat cop he's the one for you yeah and and then in and then it's just it's just a pointless scene because then the movie goes on and there's no mention of her commitment issues and i feel like they wanted to make it seem like oh look her connection with denzel is so much deeper than her connection with other men but who cares like the the story would be just as the story would the movie would be better if they did that scene was just cut out and everything else was the same yeah i totally agree yeah and it's like it they could still have her have this profound connection with this other man and like and and you know like it doesn't like why do we have to compare apples and oranges you know what i mean it's just and the whole thing where they have her like have the boyfriend and she's like i just can't i'm just like i don't care i don't care about this character and unless you're gonna bring him back like don't have him in there because i thought he was gonna come back and be like amelia you're like way too focused on this and like you're you know or something like he's like i'm worried about your health like your mental health like you need a break nothing he just like he just never showed up he was on set for three hours yeah like yeah like yeah like he didn't have uh there's no like phone call like there's just nothing it was nothing between them yeah you know what? Sometimes people get with someone and they have like a physical connection, but they don't have a romantic one and that's fine, but it, it's not relevant to the story. It's so fine if the movie even needs to have it, right, but if the movie exactly. doesn't need to have it, I don't care. Yeah, you're right. Like yeah. if the movie was about, here's a woman who's a, a lady cop, here's mm-hmm. a lady cop who can't commit 
and she's just sleeping with this guy you know like but the movie is not about that (laughs) the movie is about it's about a totally different story i know and it's more it's more lincoln's story than her story big time yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean she's she's part of it and everything but it's really more about his like focused on him and like so in that scene where we first see lincoln and him getting um injured you know like severely injured he like first of all so he's crawling underneath this thing and as soon as he starts i was like nope no absolutely not you you no they bring that body to you you do not go in there like i was like fuck the crime scene and i was also like so is someone dragging the body from this location or do they drop it down this thing which i'm assuming they kind of dropped it down because it seems really difficult to yeah pass. Like he was having a hard time just getting himself through there. Yeah. You know, I, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. But so then he looks at the corpse and it's like, suppose, like, he looks at the corpse and it looks like himself and then he wakes up. So that's why I thought it was, he was like having a dream about himself. And then you hear the thing fall and he gets crushed. So I thought that maybe like, because he and and because he's he's focused on euthanasia you know that i thought that maybe he like um this you know seeing his corpse or seeing himself was just kind of like how he was feeling about life in general like he didn't want to continue on whatever you know well i didn't think that at all i thought it was just for us to see what happened to him like just purely uh what's the word that i'm looking for exposition right so we know why he's paralyzed in the hospital bed but i mean you could be right you you very well could be right it's just i didn't think of that when i saw it but i i don't think it's totally off base because like in the very next scene he wakes up in the bed and we see that he's like uh a quadriplegic i guess he Mm -hmm. he said he only can use his shoulders and one finger and his head basically yeah and he's in a hospital bed in his apartment. And I forgot Queen Latifah was in this movie. She's like his nurse. I love her. I do too. I love her character. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I was really sad at the end that she actually died. I know, me too. I was hoping that they were going to have like some sort of like, and Thelma's alive. And I was yeah because like, I didn't care about like the captain. I was like, whatever, fuck that guy. <laughs> right. Like, he was such an annoying douchebag the entire he movie. He was so stupid. Yeah. I know. And like he, like, and he, he was, was stupid. such an idiot. Like if he hadn't gone in there gung-ho with his fucking right. dick out, he wouldn't have died. Like, but Well, and, and what's annoying, the one... Like, besides the... Well, I want to get... There's two things. So, I think two of the weaknesses in this movie is that they wanted to make the chief seem so much... Like you said, like a red herring, that they made him make stupid decisions. And I and I think that that was unrealistic. Like, they went yeah. too far with that. Because... I agree. You know, it didn't... He wasn't the killer. And even then, like, even when I thought he was a killer, there were things that I was like, but he can't be the killer because he would know about the evidence they stole because he planted the evidence. So even all that was just overdone for no point. Right. It was just to confuse the viewer. Yeah. And, yeah. like, if, if a chief of police acted like that, then he probably wouldn't be chief. I think he was the chief. Am I right? He probably he was, wouldn't have been. I think he was the captain. He wouldn't oak the captain. Title. Okay. He yeah. wouldn't have been the captain for very long because he made very irrational decisions, like emotional decisions for no reason. Yeah. Because yeah. they never established why he was so against. Oh, unless he was against 
Lincoln because he hired what's Angelina Jolie's character? Amelia. Maybe he was mad that Lincoln hired Amelia, but I don't even know if that's the case. He just always had it out for Lincoln, and I don't think they ever fully explained why. Right. Um, and so yeah, it seemed like it seemed like a lot of his motivation wasn't so much because he like because he was like really disliking someone it just seemed more like he didn't have the control and so he was losing his shit over it yeah you know yeah and it was just heavy-handed in that regard because they wanted us to think maybe he was the killer yeah and then they wanted that big reveal of him dead in the hallway and you'd be like oh he's not the killer right right so it was badly done and just to go back for one second about the Angelina Jolie thing. Something else about that scene that I really wanted to say that really drives me nuts is like the first image we get of her is as like a sex object. Yes, dude. Yes. I couldn't put that into words, but I was thinking, I was like, I was like, okay. So the first scene that we see Lincoln in, he's a cop doing. Yeah. Like the first scene that we see Angelina Jolie in, she's like, in little cute shorts and she's like sitting and drinking coffee she's clearly just being in bed with someone and yeah yeah that's it's like that's like the microaggression kind of like sexist like sexism that it's like okay like we we need we have enough of this thank you very much you know and it would have been so easy to eliminate that scene and have the first time we see her be when she's at the hot dog stand talking about how she got the transfer and then she goes to the crime scene because she's the closest you know yeah because there's literally no reason for that scene to be there yeah boyfriend it's it's just like oh a, a hot woman cannot possibly be having sex all the time with somebody that she's not interested in i guess yeah. i don't know i mean it's, so it's, it's well it's just very typical of like i don't know i the entire movie i kept expecting someone to say something gross about her like appearance you know and it's just because it's just like like we've been hurt before <laughs> we know you know like we we've seen so many movies we know that this shit happens and i was so pleasantly surprised that no one was a sexist fucking creep to her yeah but that but that was a little sexist you're right like it's like and and uh and there was no reason for the boyfriend to be there other than for her really to be as you said like kind of like you know shown as like a like sex like sexual i'm getting all blue no yeah yeah i mean i'm getting i'm passionate about it so so i think those are the two for me those were two of the biggest weaknesses in the movie was just the ridiculousness of the captain and then just how angelina has this weird five minute scene that's just totally pointless yeah um and also i i just want to say something too um like when she gets the evidence and the captain is like, you need to give that to me. And she's like, no, uh, I can't remember what she says. Fill out like a. Yeah. Like a chain of chain of authority or something something like like that. that. But it's either way, like you need to like, it's one of those things where this is such an important aspect of police work that you need to know at all time who is in custody of this evidence, you know? And so the fact that he takes it from her, I'm surprised that he wasn't like, punished for that or something because that's a pretty big deal and if you lose that evidence that could be a vital piece of evidence to solving serial killer murder and like so to me he was just kind of such a blowhard that like I I was just irritated by him the entire movie which I think is the point but and it's like again what you said I'm totally agreeing with you it's that it was like too much over the top like we didn't need him to be so much like that especially when it's a situation where it's like you have this city that you are uh, like 
looking over, you're trying to protect the people of the city, but you're so uptight about things being the way that you want them that you're going to possibly like ruin an investigation because you need this piece of evidence, like just with you. Like there's no reason, there's no real reason he needs it. He just wants to have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a weak plot device to make him further seem like the, the right. villain, like the, like the killer. And, and yeah, I think they could have, if they were just been more subtle about that, or maybe like, maybe not more subtle, maybe on the, on the flip side, more heavy handed with why he felt so inclined to ruin an investigation right when they were doing good work and i yeah so yeah, i mean and, and i i felt like they could have been a lot more subtle with um kind of like having the viewer look at him in a way where the viewer is going is he guilty is he not but instead it just felt like it was kind of shoved into our faces over and over again and I, I think that, yeah, again, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I totally agree with you. It's, yeah. It's frustrating, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't, <laughs> we've talked about this a million times. People in general are going to be able to figure shit out like that. You don't need to be super obvious about it. You can be subtle. You can use the, you know, and, and to just have something repeatedly like, Hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. You're like, yeah, I got it. I got it the first three times you shove it exactly right under my nose. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's badly done in that micro example but i think the rest of the movie is is well done yeah no i don't i don't like it doesn't by any means ruin the rest of the film no not at all no it's it's yeah. a, it's a good film and it's definitely i mean it kept me interested the entire time you know and i've struggled i have a lot of struggles where i've, I've talked about this before with like attention issues so for a movie to hold my interest for that long is is pretty impressive because that doesn't happen a lot you know so yeah even movies I really love I'm sometimes like I need a break I need to go do something or whatever <laughs> so you know because I usually turn it off around the hour mark and do something for like 15 minutes and then I feel like revitalized to finish it so yeah and yeah. this DVD was hard to watch because it's one of those ones where like the sound is so different oh like the Dude. talking you texted me while you were watching it and you said i swear that the dialogue is getting quieter and i totally agreed because when yeah. i was watching it i was watching because my parents own it so i was watching it with my mom in their living room and my mom was reading a book and i kept saying i'm sorry mom i have to turn this yes. up and i just kept turning it up and up all through the movie like it never yeah. evened out enough for me to be like this is good eventually i just gave up is what happened <laughs> you know too. i so i just to give you an idea and i told you this but i usually listen i like my tv quiet so i usually listen about like the 12 maybe 24 ish range 12 22 it's pretty quiet this I had turned up to 55 <laughs> and I forgot that I had it turned that high. So I was watching, That's I, was, awful. I was turning on another show. It was like Bob's burgers. Cause I watch, I usually put on Bob's burgers to wind down at night. And, um, and it like started and I like fucking screamed. I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the most startling thing ever. It was scary. Yeah, <laughs> scared the shit out of me. I was like, Oh my is gosh! <laughs> it's all Angelina and Denzel's fault. <laughs> I'm like, help somebody! Yeah. Call the police! <laughs> and then Bear comes running in in a little police uniform. 
Oh man, it was cute because Sam was over today and he like he like ran it and he was like, "Now!" Oh my gosh, he was so talkative. It was really cute. <laughs> was I was adorable. like, "What? What is it? Tell <laughs> me, tell me everything." He's like, "I I saw a leaf outside," <laughs> and you're like, "Wow, that's amazing, Bear." And he's like, "It was incredible. <laughs> it's a meowsing, meowsing." Anyway, so back to his dream. I mean, yeah, I I didn't watch it that way, but I. I see what you mean. And then, so you find out that he's in the hospital bed. Queen Latifah is his nurse, which we've covered. And, oh, um, so Angelina Jolie is out on the street and she gets a call about a kid that saw something weird. Yeah. And then she goes to this, like, abandoned little area under, like, an overpass. And when she stopped the train, I was like, lady, just get off. Like, she stopped the train. She, like, waved the train because... There was evidence, so she finds a dead body, and then there's evidence on the tracks, and she doesn't want the train to mess up the tracks. So she's standing on the tracks, and she's waving her flashlight, and she's stopping, and they see her, and they start slowing down, and she stayed on the tracks, and then at the end, she, like, she, like, put her hands up and looked away, and I was like, that's not going to save you. Just stop. (laughs) Just jump off the tracks, because they're slowing down. You don't have to stand there anymore. I don't know why she's there. And then- it's like when you play fight with your siblings and they like pretend like they're gonna hit you when you're like no that's what she was doing but like here's a train barreling at you but uh, by the time like once they see you and they're slowing down like you get in you say you safely get off the tracks you know but she just stayed on like she was gonna like she was like that austin power scene where he's like no get out of the way move he's like like 30 feet away from (laughs) him like just get out of the way dude go go and then they just proceed to run over i always loved that when i was a kid i I loved that scene um yeah i i didn't really get i didn't really get that either It, it reminded me and i don't know if you remember this but in Arrested Development, whenever Michael would throw anything at George Michael, George Michael would always turn around like this, like, and, like <laughs> to like deflect whatever it was. And that just kind of reminded me of that. Like he's like, no, <laughs> like, no don't touch it, you know. And yeah, and um, that's what I do whenever I've thrown things thrown at me. I wish I was kidding. I literally do that. I'm like, I close my eyes and I just like, like yeah. it's gotta stop the thing from like possibly hitting me in the face. <laughs> I'm always overly concerned about my glasses. So I played it one time. I went with a friend of mine to like some, her church was having this like picnic and I went with her and we were all playing volleyball. And every time the ball came at me, I like flinched and turned my face and they, everybody was giving me a really hard time. They're like, you're supposed to hit the ball back. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't play this. I know. I'm like, just kick me off the team. I don't want to be on it. My glasses might get broken. Uh, um, that's, that's my doctor a... wrote me a note. I can't play a game where balls fly at my face. Fly. <laughs> well, there goes your social life. <laughs> um, so anyway, I really liked also um, the creepy factor of all the old artifacts, like the old bolts and then like the old newspaper clipping. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, because it adds like old things are creepy things. Yeah, you know? So yeah. it adds a certain level of like like unease. Well, in the, in the place that she found the body, which is like, I felt super bad for that kid because that's like, like he only found the hand, but like the skin was like surfed off. And yeah. Like it, was just, it was a creepy scene. Right. And she, when she like undug the face, like she like stepped back, like she was, you know, shocked. Um, But it was like a civil war, like 
um i mean it was from the civil war so it was like this train station or whatever so i was like oh this is cool so it's like everything that the serial killer was using was things that were i mean like someone had to have you know this distinct knowledge of these things and that's what lincoln had was that he was so knowledgeable about all these old-fashioned things these old crimes yeah incredible memory he wrote yeah yeah he wrote books about like turn of the century crime in new york city and yeah 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 and i i when so like i know i'm skipping ahead but when she found the bone collector book and they were like showing each thing i was like (gasps) i know i really (laughs) liked that like i did too i liked I really like the idea of like the serial killer that kills according to some old book. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I want it since this show is about like reviewing movies and talking in depth, I have to say this, but I don't necessarily feel it's a bad thing. But of course, they go to an old bookstore and she happens to find the book <laughs> that lays out the crimes. But I, I liked it enough where that doesn't bother me. Like, because I really liked how they put together like the label, the publishing label. And yeah. then she went to the store and it was kind of creepy at the store. And like the storekeepers kind of like, can I help you? You know? And they're all like all the old, like bookstore creeper- yeah. <laughs> keepers are all like, can I, they're all like, old, like five foot, like seven, like men they're like middle aged very skinny yeah they're all like thin they all wear like the same like, outfits and, like, like brown sweater like, slightly like are you gonna murder me if yeah I'm alone like with you? He could, i actually wondered if he was the killer for a second just because he <laughs> I like kind of did too, actually. it kind like, of fits like, the cliche yeah i was like hello i'm very creepy yeah how may i that's you and i was like okay thank you (laughs) but i i like that she found the book and she saw them and then the movie takes like so i understand that yeah okay it's movie-fied where she found it but i still just really i like that i think it's it's a cool aspect and then i also like that the final crime was obviously not in the book so like when they found the grandpa it was it wasn't oh you mean oh okay okay yeah okay yeah yeah when they find the grandpa and the little girl I was like, in my head, I was like, that's it? I don't, I don't remember how it ends. Is that the end? Surely that's not the end. And then I got really excited when Denzel was like, we still have to find the clues that he left for the next murder. And I was like, oh my gosh, they got to find the clues for the next murder. <laughs> and so I, I liked that, how it went on, it went beyond the book. Yeah. So even as the viewer, you can't say like, oh, all the crimes were in the book. Well, they weren't. So right. you know what I mean? Right. I, right. I thought that was that was good. I liked that. Yeah. And I like that. Well, and it's, you know, he's doing all these different crimes to like lead up to this big, you know, the big murder that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, his act of revenge or whatever. I mean, it's <laughs> the coup bunch- d'etat. what did I say the other day? The coup de- not the coup de she was trying to say coup de gras, but she was like, and the crudite is, and I started laughing, and I was like, you mean the coup de gras? And she's like, oh yeah, that's what I meant. The vegetable plate of murders. <laughs> the vegetable plate of murders. Oh my God. I just and we're back. No. <laughs> um, the, yeah, so anyway, yeah, so I, I liked that his crudite murder was uh <laughs> murder yeah um okay so i wanted to talk about that steam the steam scene was so tense i was holding my breath and i didn't realize i was holding it until like after and like i was just 
I knew that she probably wasn't going to live, but there was part of me that was like hoping that something was going to happen where she was able to. But um, that was rough. That was a hard. Like, it was that intense. Was so sad. And like they made contact with her, but it was through like a fucking concrete wall. So it's like, ugh. and then and then all of a sudden, like they hear the, you know, groaning, like the steam coming and it's like it's too late, you know? Yeah, I really I really liked how all these factors and different chaotic things were happening in that one moment to try to save this woman. They had like 10, they finally figured out where she was. They had 10 minutes left, but then they couldn't turn the steam vents off because the guy had obviously like made sure that that wouldn't happen. And then it's like this totally futile situation and they all sort of know it at that one, finally at like one point they're like, they know it's futile. And then, I really like it's weird. I don't know. Saying I really like it is very strange, but I don't know how else to describe it. But she so they blast the wall out and um Amelia goes in and she's on the radio with Lincoln and and she and she makes like a noise and he said, like, what what is it? And she said, Oh, it's just a weird smell. And he said, That means you're close. And that's just like a chilling oh, line, yeah. but it's so like I don't know. It's I don't, it really paints the scene. It shows me how knowledgeable he is, right? And it just helps us as the viewer, just like be in the scene with her. And I really, I really like that. And I think that the aspect of her having to describe the scene to him does also kind of help immerse the viewer. And I think, I think it's so very too. creative. Yeah, I think so too. And it's it's like so gross to think that she's smelling like cooked flesh, you know, mm-hmm. and and just this lady like never had a chance. And I so when you first see that couple get into the the taxi, like immediately I was like, don't get in that taxi, you're gonna die. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, and, yeah, and they, like started taking off, and I was like, shit, they're gonna die. And I and I just like and I mean I knew, you know, but the they showed that little like monkey hanging off the noose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, First it's like all, it's like a, the thing that hangs from his rear view mirror. Yeah, 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 yeah. I if I saw, yeah, thank you. If <laughs> I saw that in someone's like rear view mirror, I don't, I don't know if I'd be like, oh, you have um, oh, is that a monkey hanging from a noose? <laughs> you know, I feel kind of sick. I gotta go back inside and throw up for like five minutes. Should probably leave. I'll just catch another taxi. <laughs> I can go back. <laughs> you know, like I don't know if I'd be like, I'd be like. Oh yeah, I'll just totally get into it. But you know, I mean, if you're not paying attention and it just so I'm wondering too, because there was someone that was supposed to pick them up mm-hmm. but didn't show up. So part of me wonders if this person was like like had been kind of like predisposed or whatever, you know. Uh, but you never find out what happens other than it sounds like the dude that they had hired was just unreliable. So I'm like, was it really like this guy actually being unreliable or did the killer do something in order to prevent him from showing up? You yeah. Know? I felt that was kind of a loose end <clears throat> that was unnecessary as well. Just those couple lines. Like yeah. it'd be just as easy to just have them come out and get a taxi, yeah, you know, like there's yeah. really no, purpose to create this backstory and then we never find out like how was the taxi driver lucky enough to pick them up right because we never find out that there's like another body at that in that time frame at least you know so yeah i agree with you i thought that that was just kind of like a loose end that was just 
Probably it, just extraneous dialogue built in to make us feel more sorry for them or something. I don't know, but I yeah, felt sorry enough for really, them. It didn't really make me feel sorry for them. It just made me kind of irritated that they were so irritated. You know, I was like, oh, okay. yeah. Um, I also was like, they both fell asleep in the taxi, which seems super bonkers to yeah, me. I thought that that was strange too. Like, I thought that they were drugged mm-hmm. at first. Like, me too. Yeah, I was like, were they both drugged? But that's weird because we didn't see anything. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and then I was like, maybe it was a gas that was released. But I was like, but no, because the driver would pass out too. Right. So I just, I was kind of like, oh, they they just fell asleep i'm like and i thought that too like i was like that's so i don't know if i'd feel comfortable enough falling like if if my significant other was awake and i fell asleep that's one thing but like i don't think i'd feel comfortable enough to fall asleep in a taxi and to fall asleep so deeply that he could take you way off course yeah like they didn't even they didn't know where they were i mean i don't frequently take taxis in new york cities but in new york city but there's more than yeah. one. i do know there's that the big apple and there's the big pair <laughs> <laughs> the bigger well metropolis and gotham yeah right across the bay from each right, other right. so in landlocked <laughs> states <laughs> in kansas yeah um i do think though that like i've I assume because they were talking about taking the red eye. So it's like super early in the morning, I think. And I know that New York is really busy, but I also know that no place is that busy early in the morning or it would take a really long time to get one from one place to another. So I feel like that early in the morning for them to fall asleep for that long, that seems weird to me because I feel like you'd probably be home in 15 minutes. Yeah. I would have rather and seen like, you just wouldn't fall asleep. I don't yeah, know. I would have rather seen him like rig up something. So they were drugged. Cause then I would have been like, okay, I'm on board yes. with this. That makes sense. Yeah. But the fact that they were just both like what they got and they were immediately like, Oh yeah. It seemed weird to me. Out for me and they were sleeping so long that he was totally off course which seems crazy like down in like a a industrial district yeah i don't know know, like new york city but i mean i've been there a couple times but not enough to like know the city but um yeah i thought that that was strange i wish that he had drugged them or something because i thought just them falling asleep i was like "Mm." or he could have just started driving because they were struggling right and they couldn't get out lock the door like the like like the lock was like like to like a sharp point like a shiv or something yeah um it it was it was bizarre that was weird Mm -hmm. i agree yeah um they did show the guy's eyes a couple times and i think it was a different actor that they used as a driver oh really because i didn't think like and i kept like when i was looking at the poster that's actually part of the reason I thought it was Michael Rooker because I thought that his eyes were very similar to Maybe the they used him in the mask. They I mean, could it's, have used it's him. totally possible, but yeah. I didn't think, like, because they showed, I swear, I swear. I swear. I swear from the moon, and, moon the stars and, the and the sky. Okay. <laughs> uh, For better or worse, till death do us part. part. I love you with everything. Oh, what are one hit wonders for 2000? <laughs> okay, I so, <laughs> I swear that in the rear view mirror, 
that he had blue eyes and the oh, I don't was know. like brown eyes. So I was like, that's why I kept thinking that it was Michael Rooker. Makes sense. And if now I'm like thinking that I don't okay, so now I'm questioning my memory because I don't have a great memory. So um except like, for as songs. I said about like the kissing booth, the dad really they could have used like a cardboard cutout and I wouldn't have noticed. Well, that's not fair because that movie was just terrible. <laughs> that's true. I don't that's think true. you should blame your memory on ter- a terrible movie. I mean, give yourself more credit than that. That's true. That's true. Uh, three terrible movies. Not yeah. just Oh, one. yeah. A terrible trilogy. Trilogy of terrible. A trilogy of terrible. I think that's, that's an <sighs> apt. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's possible that, that he was actually the actor that was used in the mask just to throw us even more off the trail. But it's weird that they would show him have blue eyes and then but. he actually is like brown eyes or green eyes or whatever, you know? Yeah, it is weird. I didn't notice the eye color necessarily, but it, it is weird. Maybe a I'm weird make, choice. Know, maybe I'm making it up. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's, it's a weird style choice, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, but I, I, I was, so I, when I was looking at the poster, I was like, I was like, I bet the killer is Michael Rucker because I knew he was in the movie. So, but I was wrong. I was totally wrong. And I'm glad I was wrong because I've had it where I've, um, I've guessed the ending of movies and I've been right. And I'm like, <sighs> and it like ruins it. Yeah. It's you know a bummer. I mean? yeah, yeah. So it's nice to be, it feels good to be surprised. It does. Yeah. And that's why I usually try and go into these films with like no knowledge of what is going on because I don't. I, I want to be surprised, you know what I mean? And obviously with movies that I've seen before, that's a little different, but um, with The Bone Collector, like, because, you know, we were over at my parents' place and they were like, and they were talking about it and I was like, shh, don't say anything else. I was like, say nothing. Um, because people are always like, oh, you know, and Uncut Jumpsy dies or whatever. And I was like, thanks, cool person on Instagram. I've never seen this movie, but all right. Anyway. I'm not bitter over that or anything, but it really ruined the movie for me. <laughs> uh, we're goofy. Because- um, I liked, I really liked how he brought Amelia in and she was like really pissed because she wanted, she just got a transfer to a position for like helping youth, you know, like youth services or something. And they gave her a hard time and they were like, yeah, I know you want a cushy desk job. So apparently the job she transferred to was like going to be off the streets more but i like how she was pissed at lincoln and she wasn't afraid to call him out and she said something like i think you're trying to to use your current condition to take advantage of this investigation and i i liked that she told it like it like she thought she told it like she thought it was but he really just was really impressed by her skills at like photographing the crime scene and stopping the train and knowing that there was more than what met the eye when she found that dead body. And I, and I liked how their dynamic started out super rocky. Me too. But he saw the potential in her, but he had no, um, he didn't co I don't know. Like he didn't have any like empathy when he asked her to cut the woman's hands off. Yeah. He was just like, okay, I need you to take the saw and cut her hands off. And he never like, I was thinking to myself as I was watching that scene, I was like, just pause for a second and say, I, I know this is hard, but we need you to do it. But instead he was just very forceful and I really liked that she didn't do it. I did too. Yeah. I like that she like ripped off her head said she's like, fuck you, you do it. You want to, you come down to yourself. And I, I don't blame her. And I, 
I was actually questioning. I'm like, what would I would have done in that situation? And I, I don't know. Honestly, I would, pro- I would think that I probably wouldn't be able to. But if I was, if I had gone far enough to be where I was a cop, I might not have a problem with it. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's a difference between being a cop and like mutilating a body. I think because I mean, I don't think cutting off like I don't think. I mean, I know that I wouldn't be able to do it, but I don't think I would have even gone into the boiler room to I begin don't think with I would have either, no. you know but um I don't even think I would have gone into the, like the civil war thing I would have been like oh this oh there's a child over there he's gonna have to fend for me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what you see and I'll re- relay oh, no. it I no I can't hear you no you come closer <laughs> yeah so yeah I think that like that's the to me the right reaction because I think it would have been because it goes hand in hand with she had emotions and she had she i empathized with her after the first scene when we when we first meet her i she just seemed like you know they made her look like she was like cold-hearted right and just like emotionless but then for every other scene she was like emotional right. and i think if she would have cut the hands off i would have been like okay that and i know this movie is way out of my grasp but but the fact that she like had a very visceral intense reaction to him yeah. asking and refused to do it several times i thought was was a really good um accurate example of probably how it would be you know yeah yeah well and that's not what she's used to doing right like you know and she even says she's like well i'm not a medical examiner and he's like no no no, it doesn't matter if you're not a medical examiner i just need you to do this and she's like uh gonna be a no for me dog (laughs) i so i wrote something down and i don't there was this one scene where there was like a like a nightclub scene and I wrote slow and trippy techno music in a CD nightclub are always my favorite type of scenes <laughs> because I see that all the time. Like it's it is like in this- movies like these, it is very common. Right. Yeah. Like, like it reminded me of like, did you ever see Constantine mm-hmm. when he goes to see Papa Midnight? Like it reminded me of that kind of thing. And it was almost like the exact same thing where it's like some CD nightclub and there's like this like boom, boom. Boom, boom. and you're kind of like it's is sexy but also dirty and i'm not <laughs> sure how i feel right now but also i want to get out of here and like yeah uh apple tv please thanks um <laughs> and, you know and so i don't know and i don't even remember really what that scene was for then i wrote that down because it, it was the funny. guy the college student that got oh that's killed. right yeah that's, that's right he, yeah. he left the bar and got picked up by the taxi and man if he had just waited he would have lived i well <laughs> of course yeah but like that um, I think about shit like that all the time. That like, death scene was probably the most gruesome. I know that seems weird. They were all pretty gruesome, but that one with the rats was very gross. And yeah. I I liked how they set the scene up. I mean, it ended up like being a false lead almost, where like um Al Bundy, Ed <laughs> O'Neill, Ed O'Neill, uh, what's his character's name? Detective Polly. Polly, yeah. so yeah i wish (laughs) um so amelia is going into this like old meat uh slaughterhouse she's going to this old slaughterhouse that's not in use anymore and it's very creepy on its own and then 
um, Ed O'Neill, D- Detective Polly, is like, I don't like this. I don't feel right about this. And I really like that because that really put me on edge. Me too. And then yeah. she's walking through this basement very slowly and, and you could only see what her flashlight lights up. Yeah, that was fucking cre- I was yeah. like, expecting for some reason her to be on like a grid and like like a gr- like a metal grid and like either side was just like a drop. I don't know why, but like the entire movie, I, I, it- like the entire time I was like, I can't see where she's going. Yeah. Like step, she could just fall off the side of a cliff. <laughs> we don't know. Or like know? the killer could still be there. Yeah. Yeah. And then she sees in the, di- like across the room, like there's a bunch of like debris and stuff between her and she's like, oh, I see something. And then she gets closer. And I do think, I think it was really weird that she didn't say, um, I have to get the rats off this dead body. So I'm going to shoot right the noise instead she just shot and then yeah, they I all that was weird like too. that was another thing that they did just for like the dramatic effect to have her like lincoln hear her take charge of the situation i think right because then like she's like you guys want to move so i can dress the scene and lincoln's like very proud of her mm-hmm. which i thought was a nice moment because she was like coming into her own almost but at the same time i was like you just tell them like i'm dispatching my weapon but i'm not in any danger you know right i didn't think i thought that that was weird that she like it seems to me like if you're in a situation like that, you need to keep in constant contact. Yeah. Because, because a shot to them, I mean, and that's probably what immediately what they thought is, oh, shit, she's being shot at by the serial killer. So we have to rush in and save her. Right. Or you know? she's shooting at somebody who right. means or her so, harm. Like, yeah. Said it was just like this. Like, I did not need to see this poor rat get killed. I'm assuming it wasn't a real rat. I would hope not. But <laughs> I, I really didn't like that. I was like, oh, come on. Like, I mean, she could have just shot into the air. She didn't yeah. have to shoot a rat. But- she just, like, shot the rat. And then you see, like, a splash of, like, bright red blood. And I was like, yeah. oh, man, come on. But Ugh. that scene was so gruesome. Like, that murder was really gross really yeah. really bad well, and you see like the rat like coming at the guy's face like yeah like, it's from Ugh, i hate that oh, I, I hate know. that yeah and what a slow and terrible death you know that's like, another thing yeah like he he was surprisingly in good shape though for being eaten alive by rats did you notice that like although it looked like he was kind of shot i thought maybe he had been shot too and he had bled out because it looked well like she was- said um she said on the radio that the the killer had cut him in various places so he would bleed out so maybe he did shoot him as well so he bled out but he was definitely awake when the rat came at his face yeah Yeah. Yeah, but maybe i mean if he was bleeding out maybe he didn't live long enough to really i mean i torture i don't know i can't i would hope that he like i know it's like obviously we don't want this guy to die but i would hope if he if that is the way that he has to go that he would die quickly rather than be in pain oh god oh, i don't even want to talk about this like, yeah so like oh i did like how in the beginning of the movie he was talking about assisted suicide mm-hmm. with the doctor and they made a plan to do it like at the end of that week um when the doctor came back in town and everything and then he found like a new lease on life with this case you know but he would have seizures and that's why he wanted to kill himself was because he was like any one of the seizures he's had he had could have like turned him into a vegetable you know so scary what yeah and it was really sad and and but i liked how he got like he found a reason to live again almost you know and and i i liked how angelina jolie amelia had a backstory where she like found her her father had killed himself and she found him yeah me too and as i said in that text 
she had the backstory that we deserve <laughs> for Tracy, the cop, Demi Moore's character in Mr. Brooks, and we just <laughs> never got. Like a good enough reason for, for a woman to be a cop besides the fact that her dad wanted a boy. Uh, my you dad know? wanted a boy, and so was born a woman. <laughs> so there's a lot of themes. There's a lot of themes in this movie about, like, we have to solve this crime or this blood is on our hands. And right. I liked how she probably felt... Like her dad's blood is on her hands because maybe she didn't find him soon enough, you know. And well, here's and anyone I think would feel guilt oh, about that. And sure. I mean that'd be so traumatic. I can't even imagine that. You know, like, oh, I can't imagine that at all. Yeah, and it would be awful. It would be terrible. And oh, I yeah. like how Lincoln sort of told her, you know, like you know, you don't have to hold on to that baggage anymore. And and I and I, I thought that that was really interesting because it gave her a much more believable backstory and it made her character seem that much more like a well-rounded yeah and also like how her and him sort of were like circling each other for the first half of the movie where she didn't really i don't think like him that much almost yeah well i think he i think he was taking her out of her comfort zone mm -hmm. and she was be she was stressed about it and i don't blame her i would have been the same way i would have been like nope i don't I don't want to go in a dark tunnel and uh, look at a bunch of dead bodies. Thanks, but <laughs> I'm good, you know? Yeah, and then uh, and then she sort of like, I think she recognized the potential he saw in her, which I really like because he didn't give up on her, you know? Right, right. He recognized her potential and he just pushed her in the right way. And then she got on board with that. And then I, I liked I liked how their relationship grew that way. Me too. Yeah. I liked, um, I, I did like that there was kind of something between them. I didn't like the part where he's like asleep and she's like touching his finger. That felt like, like, especially since that's really the only part of his body that he can feel that felt super intimate and inappropriate. Like I thought that was a weird yeah as well like yeah. And, I, and I think the only reason that they did it was to show her later, like kind of touching his hand, but we could have still understood that like it like it didn't need to be there and he even says he's like you know you're not supposed to molest like the disabled or whatever <laughs> and i was like yeah amelia <laughs> come on like it, it it just felt like it felt like kind of creepy that she was doing that you know what i mean i agree it seemed really odd it seemed inappropriate to me yeah, yeah. and 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 i like that there was like some kind of like this like they had such good chemistry you know and just just them like flirt like talking i was like are they flirting <laughs> you know what i mean and when she's like trying to hold up that like little piece of paper he's like you're gonna have to hold it closer to my nose you know was just it was like a weirdly intimate like moment and i'm like and i was like kind of like on the fence i was like are they flirting or are they not but i was like I'm really sure that they're flirting. <laughs> but i i really like that they they had such great chemistry, those two. And honestly, like, as I've said before, dream team. And I would love to see them again as, like, a romantic couple because I think it would be really great. But, um, I mean, who knows if we'll ever be blessed with a Denzel and Angelina reunion. Um, and I like that they had something at the end. Uh, but, yeah, that whole part was, that was, like, very strange. She's, like, closing her eyes while she's doing it. So it's almost like this... It was just very weird. Yeah, <laughs> like it and made I me think feel uncomfortable, you know. To your point, I think the scene where she was like holding the 
paper close to him conveyed much more like good intimacy than anything she was yes. doing in that scene where she was like touching him. So I totally agree with you. Like they could have cut that little bit out as well. Yeah. Like I like that she woke up next to his bed or she like fell asleep with her head on his bed. That was fine. But the fact that she started touching him and it exactly. wasn't with his consent was very like it felt very it wasn't okay. It no, it was it was really weird. It was um, weird. Yeah. yeah. But I did I also did like that there was like a spark between them at the end where you're like, are they an item? Right. Because I like that not only did like I like that he found a new lease on life through his work, but he also is still seen as like a man i you know what i mean i think that that's a really neat storyline where like somebody does probably love him fall in love with him i think right right obviously we're only seeing like a very slight glimmer but it's pretty intimate touching at the end that she's doing and yeah i like that i like that's all you get as well. I wouldn't want, I did not want them to kiss. It's not like Pacific Rim. Don't kiss. Yeah, no, I, I thought anything. if they kissed, that would have felt like a little too forced. Like yeah. I was, you know, mm-hmm. because it's not supposed to be about their romance. Sure. It's about them catching the serial killer. But, and like bringing each other like forward in life. Right. Get, and, and you she, know. you know, she contacts his sister and, and it was, he was really excited to see his family. And even though we don't really find out why he, he doesn't he like cuts off contact with his sister i kind of assumed it was kind of like he was just depressed and stuff from i mean because i can't imagine like going from you know being a person without a disability to being a person with a severe disability yeah and just your entire life is turned upside down i mean there's no doubt about it you know you have a completely different life now and and I like that he was so excited to see his sister. And then she kind of was like, oh, <laughs> I met her before. It was, I was the one that called her. <laughs> I called her, <laughs> you know, and it was, it was cute. And he, um, and, and I, I thought that that was sweet, but I, I definitely am glad that they didn't like kiss or anything. Cause I think if they did, I would have been like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That would have been, it would have been too far. And, yeah. and, um, yeah, and I was really sad to go back that in that scene, Queen Latifah didn't show up. She was actually dead. Like, that made me know, really, that really bummed me, me out. And, uh, but I like how Amelia put together, like, she was in the, the old subway station and she put together the, the badge number. Yes. In that, yeah. his badge, his old badge number was down there. So the killer had set, like, the, the clues. And I like how the killer, didn't anticipate that they would be so good because he wanted to be like two steps ahead of them the whole right. time he wanted to be the best but also denzel fought back and so mm-hmm. that's why he wasn't able to kill him so fast so i, I thought that that was i don't yeah, know like crushing his hands in the yeah oh, that in was the bed nasty yeah. i was like i like i had to watch that twice because i missed part of it and so i like and i was like oh no and i even like shook my hand like that like both times like i was like shaking up an injury you know yeah but um i i like that he fought back too i i like that this movie is about a man with a disability and i wish that they would have more movies like that you know and and really normalize it because it's like, I mean, I've talked about that show Speechless before and I was so excited because it was about a kid that had CP and um, it was like, honestly, the first show I've ever seen where there was a main character with a disability that isn't 
um, like, like not used as like disability porn, like, oh, you're so inspirational. Like we all look up to you. It's like, okay, but they're still a normal person. They're just living with a disability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was so refreshing to see something like that. And I didn't know that he was going to have a disability in this. So that was, it's just like, it's nice to see that, you know, and it's nice to see that representation because even though I am, I am an able-bodied person, it's still like, it's, it's nice to have all sorts of different people from all sorts of different walks of life because that's what life is, you know? So I, I, I wish that they would just have more of that, you know, instead of it being like a rare occurrence, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it was done really creatively. They found a way to make this story and like anybody, I think if he hadn't been disabled I don't, I mean, the movie still maybe would have been interesting, but the dynamic just would have, it just would have been diff, too different yeah. where it would have been too much like the same old thing. So I, I think they found a way to make it creative. And I thought, I thought that was really, and I was thinking, I think it, I think it was a book. Oh, okay. I think it was a James Patterson book. Well, I was, that's makes sense. I didn't know that, Actually, but I'm going to look um, it up while you're talking. I love Denzel. And I think he's kind of like in the Tom Hanks category for me, where he's just like, a powerhouse just a tremendous actor and i think we're really lucky that we get to be around while he's making work instead of you know like 75 years down the road where we're just like watching his old movies so we get to experience it real time and i think that we're lucky just like we are with tom hanks you know yeah uh it's jeffrey deaver that's who wrote it by the way yeah so i was wrong um yeah i i like that too i Oh, okay. So I guess that in, I guess that they get married in the oh, books. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. This was, it, there was a question was, are Lincoln Rhyme and Amelia Sachs married? Wheelchair bound criminologist Lincoln Rhyme recently married to NYPD detective Amelia Sachs. And then there's like other stuff, but it says from May 20, 2018. Oh, interesting. So he's still writing the books. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, it was overall, you know, it was, it was a good movie. It definitely kept me interested, you know, so, um, do you, would you recommend it? Yeah, I actually recommended it to you and that's why we <laughs> yeah, watched that's it. Right. Well, cause I actually bought it, remember? Cause I was like, that's when I bought the Ballad of Jack and Rose too. And I bought the, what is it? The best Marigold Hotel. I saw oh yeah. The one. best exotic yeah I would recommend yeah. it for sure I think it's it's a good crime movie it's gruesome but not as gruesome as other crime movies it's kind of like crime movie light so if you mm-hmm. like a good mystery story yeah I yeah. would recommend it for sure very good performances um interesting story it's just it's a quote-unquote fun movie it's a good mystery right how about you would you recommend it yeah I liked it I mean as I said I it kept my attention the whole time I was surprised at how well it kept my attention um and yeah I think it's I you know and I I'm actually have been a fan of Angelina Jolie for probably over a decade I mean it's been a long time she was before Ava Green so it's been a long time (laughs) she was she was like Ava Green before Ava Green became Ava Green you know what I'm saying um in my long list of female celebrities that I'm like totally in love with but um and male celebrities I mean there's there's just a a lot there's a lot (laughs) but 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I I think it's great. I think it's it's a good movie. It's it's well written. The characters are are interesting and they're relatable and and you know you're you're gonna be interested in in it the entire movie it's not gonna be boring or anything so for sure definitely and you can't go wrong with Denzel Washington and Angelina Jolie you really can't you know yeah so anyway you can follow us on Instagram watchers and movies you can follow us on Facebook at watchers and movies we have another Instagram that's called the watchers who find things and I'm gonna post that picture of Ed O'Neill as Angelina Jolie on IMDb uh and so check that out and if uh you like our stuff you know please give us five stars on on uh itunes and if you want us to record um a a, an episode about a specific movie you like you give us five stars on itunes and you write the movie that you like and you know write us a nice little review because we like nice things and you know makes it feel good and if you don't want to do that you can also email us at uh, movies at gmail.com and if you just want to chat or say hey loved the bone collector loved whatever love you guys uh, you can just send us an email too and we will respond so uh, yeah and thanks and you know if you want to check us out on any other platform we're pretty much everywhere so check us out give us five stars and thank you so much to Mike for our theme music yes his name is Mike Myers you can find him on Twitter at the Mike show 42 thank you Mike and I think that's it, right? I think so. Yeah, we got a um, we, oh yeah, we have a website, watch the movies at weebly.com. So wanna check us out there. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.